There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Psychic Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. I'm an evidential psychic medium and astrologer here to walk you through your spiritual awakening. I have such a special guest with me. I've actually known this guest for a while, met her in the wild. We'll get into all that. (laughs) Her name is Alex. She is an energy healer and she's the owner of Creative Wellness Collective Soft Landing Space in Ventura. She uses Reiki and aromatherapy, 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 and sound frequency. <laughs> to assist her clients in reaching deep levels of relaxation. Ooh, that sounds great. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, Steffi. So good to be here. Chatting. Do you also do aromatherapy or is it just <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when I try to read notes. Like I sound so inauthentic, <laughs> but you do so many things. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, so First of all, to introduce you to the audience. Uh, so what is your top three in astrology? Ooh, um, so I'm a Pisces rising and sun and a Leo moon. Ooh, I love that. I didn't realize you were a double Pisces. That actually makes so much sense though, with all of the energy work you do. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing with both tropical astrology, the one that everyone works with mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also sidereal astrology. Yeah. Yeah. So are you an Aquarius? I am. Mm -hmm. In sidereal. Yeah. That's so funny. Same with me. I'm a Gemini in sidereal, but I think it's so interesting to have both of them and to let those inform you on the different day, whatever one you're feeling more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I like all the things and I think it's hard to hold them all at once, but it's fun to pull them and feel what resonates and go with sidereal, Vedic, tropical, human design. Yeah, same. And you're a manifester in human design, right? I am. Okay. That's powerful. I remember. Okay. So let's talk about when we first met, which how many years ago was that? Was that like three or four years ago? Yeah. So I was just thinking about this yesterday, actually, because I was shocked at how much time has passed. I think it was 2019. So four years ago. Whoa. Yeah. We met at, um, so the listeners know Dana and Shana from day Luna. They're like my besties. They were doing a cacao ceremony and a sound bath in Ventura where you live. And we met there and like instantly, I know Dana and Shana like loved you right away. And then I was like, who is this girl? Oh my gosh. She's a manifester. You're so powerful and unique. And then I've been following your content. Like throughout the years and we just reconnected and it just feels good to have like spiritual buddies in the space. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I remember feeling so sparkly around you three. You guys are just such a little magical trio. Um, I was like, what is this magical zone? I'm coming to every single cacao ceremony offered. Um, (laughs) and I remember, yeah, I remember you just being so magnetic and yeah, just, obsessed. (laughs) Oh my God. Right back at you. And at the time you were making jewelry, do you still make jewelry? I do. Yeah. Um, more so for fun. I think at the time I was still selling jewelry. 
Um, that was my main business for a while. I was really more um, channeling my artist side. And I realized I actually loved making jewelry as a method of relaxation Ooh. and not, not one that I wanted to hustle and crank out a bunch of products to sell. Um, so now I actually teach jewelry making as a relaxation method. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll actually, I'm teaching, I'm really excited to be an instructor at this year's spirit weavers. Cool. That's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited. And I'm going to be teaching a bead weaving class. That is so cool. I, I love all of the modalities you include as I was reading your bio, right? Like I forgot to even say pranic healing, but aromatherapy, sound frequency, like there's so many things that you incorporate that I think is so beneficial depending on who you're working with. Uh, but today I really wanted to talk about Reiki and energy healing and just intro it to the audience. So I guess like in a base level, like how would you describe like, or explain what Reiki is? Yeah. So Reiki is first and foremost, a relaxation method and it was introduced or founded or downloaded, whatever word you want to use in Japan in 1920s. So it's not super old, about a hundred years old. Yeah. That's so um, cool. Yeah. I didn't so realize that you, it was not that old. I was yeah, thinking Reiki, that was Reiki's around pretty for- new. It was right after World War One. Um, and this man named Mikao Usui, who was um he practiced divination, he practiced philosophy, and he w- was actually at the time practicing Zazen meditation because he really wanted to reach enlightenment. He was like, not good in there. I, we've all been there, right? And so he decided to climb to up to a top of a mountain called Mount Kuruma and meditate and fast for 21 days, which is intense. (laughs) Whoa. That is really intense. Yeah. Um, And then the story has it at that time, you know, 21 days, he's feeling really, really weak, um, really feeble. He's totally ready to die, just pass away on this mountain. If he doesn't reach enlightenment, like that is his full in all all in move there. And he passes out on the 21st night. And then he wakes up with in the morning at dawn with all this energy and vitality completely 180 from what he was feeling the night before. And he's so excited and so filled with this bright white light um, that he begins to run down the mountain in pure joy and bliss and falls on the way down and um, hurts his foot. And then he intuitively embraces his foot and starts pumping this healing light into his foot, um, which we now call Reiki. And his foot immediately heals, relieved of all pain. And he's like, wow, I have this power now. And he continues to go down the mountain. and begins actually spreading that that technique from stubbing his toe on the mountain. <laughs> and that is what, you know, has evolved into Reiki today. He opened schools and um, healed and taught many, many people uh, through a, this very, very simple method. Okay, that is the do. coolest story ever <laughs> that I had no idea. Wow, I feel like that's so like a divine moment that was meant to happen. Wow. That's so cool. Uh, Okay. So when did you start becoming interested in Reiki? Like how long have you been doing it? And like, when were you pulled to it or how? I was at a low point 
2014-ish. Um, and I was still living in Hawaii. I, that's where I grew up. And um, I was working in marketing and uh, binge drinking like four nights a week, partying hard, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, really numbing out, but also having an honestly great time. But it, it was a ride. Like I, I remember the roller coaster of emotions in my 20s was absolutely insane. Just hard crashing. Highs were, highs were high. Lows were very low. Um, definitely dabbling in a lot of depression. Mm -hmm. And I decided it was time to quit my job, move to California. Um, I moved in with my friends, my best friend from like, you know, grade school. Um, I moved in with her in Ventura. And as soon as I moved to California, Reiki was just everywhere. And it's funny, I found it in California because I'm half Japanese. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. It's like you were and, meant to do it. <laughs> none of my family had ever heard, like none of my Japanese family had ever even oh heard God. of Reiki or mentioned Reiki. Whoa. But I first heard of it from my friend Camila and I was actually interesting enough. I've never made this connection, but we were running on the beach and I hurt my foot. <gasps> no way <laughs> and she she was like oh I'm Reiki too certified let me let me just try Reiki on your foot for a little bit and pain was gone I was I was so shocked I was like this is magic what what yes. is this yes and um I didn't try and go look it up online or research it or anything but people just started coming into my path and it was very easeful um, looking back in hindsight, everything was just so destined in that way. Um, I started just hearing about it a lot and eventually decided to get my certification. And from my very first attunement, I remember hearing so clearly, this is it. This Whoa. is what you're meant to do. And I resisted it for like three years. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, really quickly for people who don't know what attunement, attunement oh, yeah. is, isn't that when you are learning and you go through, well, actually you explained it better. <laughs> what, what exactly <laughs> is attunement? Yeah, this is so exciting to talk about. So an attunement is specifically like passing on the, um, like the flame, essentially, that's a good metaphor for it. Mm -hmm. You have mm -hmm. to be attuned. So you have to be given this Reiki flame um, in order to be able to channel that energy through your body. There's many other energy healing practices and techniques that aren't Reiki that are actually much older where you don't need the attunement. But mm. in Reiki, what it will look like in your certification program is everyone will be in meditation and then you're, and you'll have your eyes closed um, and your Reiki teacher will have like a very specific set of practices that he or she is doing, um, in order to give you, um, and attune you to that. Okay. Do you know, it's so embarrassing. Like I probably found out about attunement, like in, not that long ago, because one of my clients was like, Oh, I'm getting attuned this weekend. And I was thinking it was like a tune up, like a Reiki tune up. Like she was just getting energy work on her. And then she's like, no, I'm literally like being certified. I was like, Oh shit. I had no idea that's <laughs> what it was. And I'm like, you know, I've been in this field for so many years and I've been, I've had Reiki done on me so many times, but that's really funny. I was like, Oh, so you just explained what it meant. I had well, no but actually though, you're not wrong because there, when, when you go through your Reiki master training, 
you learn all the attunement methods for Reiki one, Reiki two, Reiki, whatever. And you can also do a Reiki attunement on someone and not, not give them the, the, the flame. Yeah. You can, oh. it, it will be like a tune up. So okay. it's, it's both your, and there's three right. levels. So it's level one, level two, and then master. Yeah. And then there's one little extra bonus level, which is Reiki master teacher. And that's when you're able to teach and attune people. Oh, wow. Cool. How long does it usually take like in between the levels? Do you think, what um, would you say? Well, so you'll hear all sorts of different things because Reiki is a relatively easy certification to get. It's, it can be very quick and other people will have their certifications take years. Um, but I like to give people at least 30 days between their attunements. And then, um, if you're going to be Reiki master, um, you need to be practicing Reiki. Like you need to be practicing Reiki for six months before you're actually master, um, master level. Okay. That makes sense. So my introduction to Reiki was very similar to yours uh, years ago. It's actually like a crazy story, but I was working as a brand ambassador at an auto show and I was like, this is unrelated, but I was um, helping people do these like drives, like test drives with the car. And I had this like kid come at me and he wasn't even old enough to drive. And he's like, let me drive, let me drive. And he was really aggressive. And I was trying out for whatever reason, I was the only one at the booth and he pushed this table at me and was threatening me and it crunched my finger. And then my boss ended, I don't know where she was, but she ended up coming back and she's like, Hey, like he's threatening you. You need to like hide. So I went into the food court and was hiding and I was terrified because they were like threatening to come back and like beat me up or like weapons. I don't know. It was crazy. And so I was in the food court and this girl walked up to me who wasn't even my employee. And she's like, hi, I um, saw what happened. Like, can I see your finger? And I lifted up my finger and she's like, oh, I'm like a Reiki master. Would you mind if I did some energy work on you? And it's like in the middle of this really busy food court. And I was like, sure. And she just like took my finger that was all red and swollen and it was crunched and everything. And she worked on it for maybe five minutes and the whole thing was healed, like within seconds. And even my whole body felt really, really secure. So same, I didn't go and look it up later, but I just trusted. I was like, that was the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. So yeah, it was a complete, maybe even, I don't know if it was broken, but it was definitely all effed up from this situation. Not only just energetically someone coming at me. So it's interesting. Um, but I will say on another level, I got Reiki from another person who I don't know if they were mastered or whatever, but I had the scariest sensation that first of all, she had lots of ghosts following her. Her, her older brother was like trying to communicate with me the whole time. And the entire time I felt suffocated and I actually felt like I was being buried alive. I don't know if that's common, but after I came up, I told her, I was like, Hey, do you know that your brother, she's like, Oh gosh, he always does that. He always comes in and her energy was so wacky. I was scared from Reiki for years after that. So is that common? Like you really have to like suss out who you're, who you're getting, you know, energy work from. Okay. I have so many things to say. Cause first off that story is crazy. That is like both of those stories. The first one with your first experience with Reiki of like the woman with the finger, like that sounds like an astral projection. Like someone's like coming at you and they want to beat you up. And then this like healer comes like out of the (laughs) woodwork. They were like threatening me with weapons. Like, we're going to go back to the car and grab oh our guns. God. I know it was crazy. And I was just like, what? I'm just working at an auto show trying to get $200 for the day. 
I didn't I don't sign up for this shit you know oh my gosh anyway and then okay yeah and I'm so sorry that happened to you with (laughs) I'm just emotionally trauma dumping my Reiki experience no I I remember I remember because we were gonna have a session at one point and you were like oh I had this really weird experience experience I'm not sure if I'm ready and um yeah you know I've heard that from a few people actually that they they really didn't feel good after the session or um yeah yeah I think there are different healers for everyone just like there's different psychics for everyone and it's not so much about finding the best person with the cleanest energy and like they're doing all the routines and the practices that they're supposed to be doing I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's more so about just like finding the right person for you. And um, if you have any inklings of, I guess, any inklings of feeling like this person isn't right or you don't really trust them, then I'd say keep looking. Yeah. So it's more like using your intuition to suss out someone's energy when you're discussing maybe getting a session. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, and it's, it's funny. I mean, I think one practitioner you find might really, really work well for you for a while. And then it might shift too. So yeah. And then if you do end up having a weird or a bad experience, just trusting that there's a reason for that also, like it was triggering something that probably down the line will make more sense why it came about. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And at that time I wasn't the most balanced person, you know, I was also hiding my psychic gifts from the world a little bit. So maybe it was something like that. Like spirit was trying to, whatever. I I don't necessarily blame her, but I will say like, it was just an interesting anyway, (laughs) further, furthermore. Um, so I guess we're talking about like what you do in session. So how do you energetically protect yourself before a session or how do you prepare for a Reiki session? If a client's coming in every single time without a doubt, you always do something called kenyoku, um, which is basically just like an energetic brushing of your body. So you're getting rid of residual energies. And it's very simple, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this on camera. but <laughs> Everyone on the it. YouTube can watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're essentially just like brushing your arms down so that um, you aren't pumping any energies and you can be a clear channel Um, And you're not pumping any energies that are from your day or your night before or your chaotic thoughts. Um, So you can just be like that, that pure pipeline because, you know, we call them Reiki healers or Reiki masters, but really you're not the healer. The Reiki energy is the healer or the energy or, you know, whatever. It's all basically the same thing, but um, you're just being that pure channel who's present with your client and meditative and um, creating a space of safety for this person to to heal with this life force kind of just bathing them in this love and life force yes kenyoku um also if i'm directing energy through my own body like out of my client i always have somewhere to put that energy or someone to give that energy to. So I teach my students and this is how I was taught too. You can, you can call in different deities if that's in your belief system, or you can even have like a trash can real or imaginary. And um, for me, I had a dream one night that there was a frog. I was working on a client and there was a frog eating the energy. 
So now I always have this frog with me that I can feed the energy to, and he loves it. And he like eats it all up and he's like, it up. He like oh grows bigger. He goes really big sometimes. And sometimes he's smaller. It's like a spirit messenger. Yeah. And like, I love that also frogs are a huge symbol for cleansing. Um, I didn't know that. So I, yeah, I, so I feed the energy to my frog and make sure it's out of my, out of my body. And, um, I use water quite a bit too. Like if I'm washing my hands after a session, I'm kind of imagining the energy is being, uh, kind of cleansed down the drain. I love that. And I guarantee if you're listening now, you can just sense how calm Alex's energy is like being in your presence is just so juicy and melty. And I just love it. Um, but also you're so original, like the frog thing, like that's that manifestor spirit, uh, in, in her, her content too, if you're listening, like so original and so unique. And I just find it so fascinating to watch you and in, in your journey the past couple of years. But anyway, let's see oh, what else. You, I was... Yeah. I feel the same. I, I feel just so it's the feelings are so mutual. Oh. I love watching you on your TikToks and your Instagrams, especially when you're recording with um, your clients live. Cause it's just so insane how spot on you are. Oh. I'm like, my jaw just drops and I'm like, how did she know that? That is so I don't nice. even know, honestly. Like sometimes <laughs> afterwards, I'm like, I am kind of good, right? Like in the clients, like, yes, you just talked to my grandmother. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I, I gaslight myself all the time, but I think that's just a psychic's journey. But anyway, um, so and maybe the humbleness is kind of good too, you know? Maybe that's yeah, it. probably. I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, if if I was really confident, like, watch out. <laughs> I know <laughs> who knows what would happen, but anyway, <laughs> maybe that's something we can talk about off, off camera. Um, okay. <laughs> so, okay. You do other forms of healing. So how does Reiki work in conjunction? Do you use any other, um, healing modalities when you're doing Reiki or do you just like keep it old, old school? Okay. I love this question so much because it's one, I don't get a chance to explain at length very much. I think um, you know, it, it, of course this is much easier to be felt and explained, but, um, I'm going to give it my best shot. So when I first started and trained in Reiki, it was strictly Reiki, very by the book, exactly as, you know, as exactly as it was passed down, um, to the best of my ability. But I started realizing that when I incorporated pranic healing techniques, the Reiki was so much more powerful. And so, the reason why is Reiki has a lot to do um, with adding energy. You learn these secret symbols to infuse into the auric field and um, you practice um, working where you feel an energetic disturbance in the physical body or the, the aura, the energy field around the body. Um, pranic healing has way more to do with clearing the auric fields. So I found that if I clear the auric field first and cleanse it and then replace those vacant areas with Reiki symbols, it's just so much more amplified. And you think about it too, like redecorating a house. <laughs> if you wanted to add, you know, satin sheets and pretty pillows, but the house is all dirty, it's like not going to be the same effect. 
Right. You clean the house first and then replace the energy with something new. Your client's going to feel so much more sparkly and light and rejuvenated. Oh my gosh. You, just, I don't know if you know, but you just had like things flying out of the back of your head just now. What? You have like orbs <laughs> flying all around you. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to put that clip on the YouTube. You literally have like orbs or things what? just flying out of your head. Yeah. We'll have to re look at the Oh things. my gosh. Yeah. It's like you're full on channeling right now. Um, okay. That's so cool. I love that. You're so intentional with what you're doing. And I think being a Reiki master has a lot to do. And even a teacher has a lot to do with like presence and really tapping into this, this moment. Right. And cause you know, someone might feel some way today and another way tomorrow. So it's amazing that they can go to you for help. Um, what about distant Reiki? Like how do you, what's your relationship with that? Do you think it works? Do you think it doesn't work? Like what is because in COVID, I know a lot of people had to practice that. So what do you think? There's a distance healing symbol that you learn in Reiki too. And you can use it to uh, channel Reiki towards someone who's far away from you. But you can also use it to channel Reiki into the future and into the past. So it transcends all time and space, <laughs> um, which can be a little tricky to wrap your head around if you're not there yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I admit, like I took several years to fully be able to offer that as, you know, um, something that wasn't just a, just a barter or um, something I'd do for our friends. But now, you know, nine, nine years in, I absolutely believe that distance healing is effective and sometimes even more powerful than if you have someone there with you in person. Oh, dang. Okay. That's really cool because I've had distant Reiki done before and I did feel the person that was doing it had like just really good intentions for me, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Cause I'm more of like an in-person type of gal, but it's really cool that distant Reiki is just as effective, if not more. Oh, okay. That's cool to know. It depends on the person. Like I have, um, just certain clients who are so, so sensitive that making the trip over and, um, being with me in person can be actually extremely overwhelming for them, mm. um, or could potentially be. Whereas like, if they're able to be in the comfort of their own room and like with all their own, like cozy blankets and their like cozy things that they have set up for themselves um and me me holding space for them at a distance is just so much more supportive for them and then also I find that if I'm not so focused on your you know making your physical body comfortable because you're already doing that in your own space the visuals um come through for me so much clearer so I'm able to share like these really vivid visuals with you after the session or even during a time. Mm, okay. That's really cool. So we talked about like, maybe someone was hurting and wanted Reiki, but there must be other reasons why people seek out Reiki. Like what do you see across the board of what, why people want to come and, and get a healing? People usually like to come to me when they're experiencing anxiety or panic or just a lot of stress. They don't know how to move um, on their own. Um, they can also be going through breakups or they're getting married. So like big transitions where it just, even if it's good, feels kind of scary. People like quitting their jobs, starting something new, starting a new business. Um, any of those things where it's like you're, you're, you're kind of either intentionally or unintentionally pulling the rug out from under yourself. 
um, or the universe is doing it for you. And you just need someone to facilitate you kind of coming back into your body and finding safety where you're at again. Uh, those are that, that describes pretty much the wide range of my, I know I'm sure there's like a billion different reasons, but that that's really beautiful. Basically, if you're feeling called to get a session, it's probably for a reason somewhere energetically in your body. Yeah. 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 And especially so if, um, you're feeling feelings of panic, um, cause that, you know, I found Reiki essentially, you know, like I had that story of that day on the beach, but you know, later on, I ended up using Reiki and seeking practitioners out because I was feeling a ton of anxiety and panic attacks even. Um, and, and Reiki really, and energy healing in general, just really helped me get through that. And I see it transform someone's energy so quickly from being in a state of like, oh, did I say the right thing? Like, oh no, like, what am I going to do? What am I been doing with my life? To like, oh, like here I am. (laughs) Yeah. I love, oh my God, that sounds great. I'll get one of those now. Thank you. Um, (laughs) take one to go. (laughs) What are some, are there any, if any physical sensations that happen when someone's getting energy work done? Cause for me, I sometimes, um, when I'm, when my healer is working on me, I get really warm. Like Mm -hmm. my feet will feel like they're on fire or she'll even say like, I'm sending it out through your feet. And then seconds later, I'm like, oh my gosh, is that normal? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's very normal. Um, heat specifically is a very normal thing to feel, or you can feel even like coolness. Um, Mm -hmm. but also shifts in your own weight. Um, like your arms will suddenly feel really light or your legs will feel, feel heavy. Um, or it might not feel like your arms aren't even there. Um, you can also feel tingles. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Sometimes people go to tingle town and, <laughs> and um, yeah, you can feel kind of rushes of energy. Um, at times, if you're releasing something, you might even feel like a very short sensation of a pain. Um, and then it'll dissipate and it'll be replaced with relief. Yeah. And then, you know, some people go into full on visions, like mm-hmm. basically like they're elsewhere. If I'm able to provide a safe enough space for them to really go deep, they can have visualizations that are so vivid and real that it can essentially create a new positive long-term memory that they'll have forever. And um, one side note thing that I just really want to share is the more long-term memories that are good that you have, um, the better your outlook on life. And so you can get a full-on biological upgrade from- Oh my gosh, I'm going (laughs) to cry. I'm literally about to start sobbing. That is so beautiful. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. I, I um like Joe Dispenza studies this and oh, like, yeah. talks about talks about that a lot. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing um where you can go in, in just an hour. Yeah. Wow. And also, and I've seen you do some social media posts on this. Um, you can reiki objects, right? Like I saw a social media post that you did where you were raking food before you eat it. And I've even started to experiment raking, raking wine. 
um, like before I'm drinking just to ground it. Um, I'm not nearly as skilled and have no actual life skills in Reiki, but I've tried to attempt. I mean, anyway, is that something that you like to practice or is that something you do? What can you Reiki in your home? Yeah. yeah, you can. So, um, yeah, you can definitely Reiki your food. That's really fun. I find myself still being like a little shy to do that in public. Um, cause I just don't want to look like a crazy lady, even yeah. though I am 100%. But, um, so you can like kind of rake your food from under the table. I teach Ooh. my students to do that. Oh. Um, and I mean, if you're full on, I'm a witch and I'm here to heal, then yeah, you can. Oh no. I'll be at a winery and be like, everyone hand me your glass. Let's freaking do this. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. I'm setting that. an intention of like, this is you know, this is, I know that I'm not going to say like, this is toxic. I'm drinking this, but it's more so like I'm grounding this in some sort of way that some part of it can nourish me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, I mean me and my partner, we experimented with it because I, I attuned him and, um, we, he has, he's really sensitive to wheat. Um, and I can be too. It can just make me feel kind of lethargic or whatever. And so we had like this meal that was like very wheat heavy and gluten heavy. And then um, we just felt like awful one day. And then we made the same meal, but then reheat it before we ate it like another time. And then we had zero of those effects that we had. Whoa. The last time. So basically I need to call you anytime I'm eating Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> Because your phone's going to be bit blown up. That, that Domino's pizza and <laughs> something's going to happen. Something good. <laughs> oh my God. We need to make content about that because it's legit. Um, <laughs> no, that's actually really, really cool for people who have food sensitivities or, or I think it's just so the intention of like the nourishment that's going in your body. So often we just really neglect that. And that's really cool. What other objects can you rake? I'm like looking around the room. Yeah, um, yeah. Like yeah no, you can. So one that I love, um, you can reiki your car for safety. Uh, you can reiki your friend's car, your partner's car, your mom's car, and just, you know, do the, the protection and power symbol over the car. Or if you're not reiki to attuned, you can still just like channel life force energy into the car. And it's really like a prayer, like, like create safety for this car um, and like imagine it reaching its destination with ease. You can oh, do it so the airplane you're on. I was just going to ask because I thought maybe this was something I did that was maybe like on the scale of like OCD because I do some rituals sometimes that I wonder, but every single time before I get on a plane, I imagine that there's this like beautiful white beam, like carrying the plane to the destination. But every time when I'm boarding, I always put my right hand on the plane before I step on. And I just like infuse it with love. Is that Reiki? Oh my gosh. I love that. That's stuffy magic. Right but I there. thought, but I asked my therapist, like, do I have OCD? Because if I don't do that, I feel like the plane will go down or something <laughs> So because it is such a ritual I do, but I will say like, every time I do it, I just feel connected to every single person on board. I feel like it's always like a really smooth flight, like not even a bump of turbulence. I will say wow. it, it works. So I guess I didn't realize I was maybe is that so that's considered Reiki. I mean, in some way. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely energy healing. That's cool. <laughs> I love that you can do it to cars too. You know, just a smooth 
a smooth ride. Okay, great. I love that. Thank you. For yeah. Yeah. You can do it to like a package that you're mailing. That's like, I don't want anything to happen to this package, protecting it or a gift that you're giving to someone. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Luggage to something luggage yeah. that you don't want to go missing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you cool. Can do, you can do Reiki on your pets. Um, oh. one, one that I really love is Reiki for manifesting and you can write down, you know, just like how you manifest anything. Like I'm like, I am a powerful Reiki healer with a thriving practice. And then you fold up your little paper and you, um, do Reiki on the manifestation. Um, that's like a really cool little practice thing. You're dropping some good hits right here. This is really <laughs> tips and tricks and hits. I love that. Um, I guess, are there any are there any misconceptions about Reiki? I mean, is there anything you can think of that is not true or like maybe a myth? I think still in 2023, people are like, eh, that doesn't work. <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> um, and sure. I mean, if, if it, you don't want to try it, that's fine. And, you know, but if you do have some kind of curiosity and it's just like social, sort of um conditioning being like oh don't do that because then you're dumb for trying something not real I would go ahead and try it because Reiki absolutely changed my life and it's pretty unreal the um or just pretty phenomenal how it can impact an individual and impact your daily life and just in helping you believe that magic exists in this world like things are magical. Um, there is a lot more than meets the eye and there's so much that is unseen. And really Reiki is, is more about the mystery. It's the mystery teachings. I guess that like, that's the, the biggest, the biggest myth about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mic drop. It's real. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Can anyone do Reiki? Like, can anyone be attuned? Can, can you do it? starting today like what's the what's the process of how you can start becoming more acquainted with this type of energy healing I love your question Steffi you're such a good <laughs> podcaster oh, oh my god <laughs> this is just a love fest <laughs> thank um, you <laughs> yeah so anyone can do Reiki um I love seeing my students eyes light up when they realize like oh, I can detect an energetic disturbance in someone's body and it's consistent. Um, like everyone in the class can detect the same disturbance and they call it hibiki um, in Japanese. It's like a little like wave or electricity um, that's just more so in the energetic field. He, what is it called? Hibiki. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's kind of- that Not derived from hibijibie. <laughs> <laughs> I detect well, actually you know it. what heebie-jeebie <laughs> is kind of in the energy field right like if you get the heebie-jeebies from someone yeah sure yeah like the discredit like, a and, little or disrespect how amazing your spine yeah. a heebie-jeebie <laughs> <laughs> if it's not somewhere in the reiki book we'll add it um okay, yeah sorry. definitely so yeah, okay so oh my god i'm sorry to interrupt you so you were no. saying that is what people start to notice when they start to practice yeah, so anyone anyone can do it. Um, what I this isn't in the Reiki textbook, but 
I teach my students like before anything else, the most important thing about being an energy healer is presence, like you mentioned earlier, and safety. So I tell them, if you get a PhD in energy healing, but you can't be present with a person and you can't make them feel safe, you aren't going to do shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how much you know about all the naughties and channels and like the pingala and the Ida. Like, it's just if you can sit there and help someone to feel safe and you can give them like all your love and all your attention, like listening to their word with or words with um, just genuine curiosity, that to me is energy healing right away without any training, without any certifications. Um and then, and then you can get more technical with all, with all the teachings, but start there. It's that's so true because on paper, it doesn't mean much when, you know, it's like actions speak louder than words. Right. And you can feel that instantly when you're talking to anybody, like I think about even going to the doctor and like, like rattle off all the things that could be wrong with you instead of just looking in the eyes and being like, what are your symptoms and how are you feeling? You know, it's just so yeah. different. So anyway, um, I mean, that's really cool. I feel like you've just dropped so much knowledge, I guess, to like wrap it up. Do you have a memorable experience? You've told so many stories, but do you have like a memorable experience with a client or self Reiki or something that you felt like would be fun to share? Um, One recent one comes to mind where um, a client of mine, and I don't think he'll mind if I share this story anonymously, but he came in in like a really low, low, low point, just depressive and you know not not feeling great and we've all been there and we got him on the table and I saw this vision of him surfing on this giant wave that was a metaphor um and it was a metaphor for his own emotions and heartbreak and just feelings of big lows and I think you know, the, the general stereotype of someone who's an adrenaline junkie is like, Ooh, they're sporty and adventurous and crazy, but it's not, it's not, um, thought of as like a negative thing. Like, Ooh, like, what are you doing over there? But us who feel these big emotional ups and downs, there's sort of still this negative connotation of like, oh, like, you know, come on, like, don't be depressed, like go outside and like do all these things to like make yourself not that way. But it's like, I felt like that vision really brought us both into a place of, oh, maybe you're just kind of like an emotion junkie. Maybe you just want to feel all the things. Maybe you just want to surf those big highs and those big lows. And that was something that certainly was not from me, but certainly from spirit or the universe, something coming through because it was something I needed to hear too. And I feel like that happens so often with my clients where all this wisdom will pour not from me, but through. And then I'm like, Oh, I needed to hear that. I'm so glad. I'm so grateful you came in. So I could, I could share that (laughs) with you and with myself. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. The whole time you were telling that story, I kept on getting like full body chills, like in my arms, like in my upper shoulders is crazy. I need to hear that too. I mean, in my human design, I'm um, emotionally defined, 
right? My emo authority. And I always think of it as a wave. You are too? Yeah. Yeah. I have an emotional wave too. Yeah. So that wave is constant. And even at the low, it's like, you know, you're going to catch another wave soon. So it's, you're not going to always be, you know, low, low, you can always be high, but I think emotions are super powerful and that's a really cool message. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. 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 It's, and I think it's hard. It's like hard to accept ourselves in those, in those spaces. It's so uncomfortable, but, um, yeah, I think that acceptance is, really potent medicine, just kind of letting ourselves do the things and the coping mechanisms, as long as they're within reason, because everything's going to change soon enough. Yeah. And we're living a human experience. So not everything's going to be hunky dory all the time, but it's good to feel the lows and the highs. I mean, that's why we incarnated, right? So for the fun. No, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Oh my gosh, that time flew by. I just so appreciate your presence in life and what you're doing, expansion, divine expansion in your energy work. So I know you teach Reiki classes. Um, I know you, tell me tell me what you do and how people can find you. Yeah, so um, you can find me uh, at earthtoalix.com, earth, T-O-A-L-I-X. And all my stuff's there. You can book a session there. You can click on my calendar of events at soft landing space. Um, And I do have Reiki trainings coming up. I'll I'll have one in July for Reiki one and one in August for Reiki two. And then I'll be doing a master's training at the end of the year. Um, I'm also on Instagram at earth period two period Alex and on TikTok at just at earth to Alex. Come on over, send me a little DM, connect with me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> See her content. You have a really good like Reiki practices too for getting out of funks or clearing out. You I just love everything that you do. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. And for all the listeners, you know where to find me at TikTok Spirit Sis, Instagram spirit underscore sis spiritsis.com and if you love the show please rate it and write a review means the world to me thank you for listening sending you reiki and all the love through our little fingertips through our conversation i hope it touches you and lands in your heart space till next time we love you bye-bye